Hello and welcome to episode four of the Much More Football Podcast. I'm your host, Frankie Lippo, alongside Mitch Bala. Hello, Mitch. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. Mitch Farnsworth, um, rough week last week, but how are you feeling today? Still depressed. <laughs> I'm just happy you're here today, Mitch. Yeah, we're happy you showed up because it's tough, but let's actually start right to it. Wisconsin, Michigan last week. Wisconsin wins 35-14. to Let's start with you, Mitch Bala. What did you think about this game? Um, I was shocked. I, I was, I, I, I'm not even a Michigan. I hate Michigan. I know. And I was shocked. I picked Michigan to win last week. We all I thought, did. I thought Harbaugh was going to do something. Um, but I think credit is also due to, uh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Yep. Their defense. But at the same time, like they looked good. Like they, they, oh. Jonathan Taylor. Looked great. 203 yards rushing on 23 carries. He had a 72-yard run. Mm-hmm. You know, I am worried when they come to Ohio State in late October, early November, whatever it is. That's a huge game. However, I do feel for Mitch over here. I I really thought Michigan had a chance. and It was over in the first quarter. <laughs> you, know, you know how I said when uh, A&M went to Clemson, it was over on the coin toss? That's what ha- that's what happened when they got to Wisconsin. Camp Randall, the coin toss went up, and it was over after that. It was over. Uh, Mitch Farnsworth, as the Michigan man, um, how did you feel about this game? Oh, how do I feel? How do I feel? Um, I think I can echo kind of what Charles Woodson said on um, uh, after the game. He was embarrassed, absolutely embarrassed, you know. It was his first week on the show, and that's how his university, you know, showed up. You know, it had no – it felt like Wisconsin came out, and they had punched us right in the mouth. And Michigan looked like they were uninterested, didn't, come like, combat that mm-hmm. energy Wisconsin brought. You, saw, you thought for a second on that first drive – that Wisconsin, well, they've got Wisconsin first, fourth, and one, and then they scored. And then Michigan had that big pass play for 65 yards in the, you know, into the red zone. Then you call timeout on a big, you know, pass play, and then they fumble on the next drive. It really, Michigan now is, I think, tied for second for most fumbles in in the league, or in FBS. Um, but they average, they're the highest average team with most fumbles lost in, in the first three games compared to, I think Nebraska has the most. So mm-hmm. the offensive well, line yeah. is atrocious. Um, Shea, I don't know. He, I don't know what he's been doing. He was just staying in the pocket way too long. Receivers, yeah. when there was a, the receivers really were packed down tight. That's credit to Wisconsin, but there was some wide open receivers. Shea missed. Shea was overthrowing his receivers. It, and it goes back to that. It all goes back to the offensive line. Like, Wisconsin was getting to him, always was pressured, and it led to four turnovers. The fumble really, I think, really cut down Michigan's hopes and dreams there when, at the beginning of the game. The QBR for Shea Patterson was 36.4. Yikes. Uh, 14 for 32, and all the quarterbacks combined went 17 for 42 because all three quarterbacks they played. Uh, played obviously, but mm-hmm. Jalen McCaffrey's probably out a few weeks after his concussion. Right. Uh, the rush game is non-existent because they went 19 rushes and only got 40 yards. So you're averaging um, less than two yards per rush against Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. 
You really hate to see that. So I've, I've got some stats here. Uh, Michigan under Jim Harbaugh. Uh, 0-4 against Ohio State. 1-9 versus top 10 opponents. 0-7 as an underdog. 1-6 on the road against ranked opponents. And 5 losses by at least 21 points, including 3 of their last 5 games. Rich Ball, is it safe to say Jim Harbaugh is not an elite coach? Uh, he is not an elite coach. He, uh, he is more concerned about taking his players and his team to anywhere but Indianapolis. Yep. I, and as a coach in the Big Ten, you should have one goal, and it's to go to Indianapolis every yep. year. And maybe he does go. Maybe he buys tickets and watches since he doesn't make it at all. Right. Because he is not an elite coach. Um, he had no business ever leaving the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe Colin Kaepernick sells a job. Maybe Colin Kaepernick never kneels if Jim Harbaugh stays. You never know. I mean, these are big what ifs. Right. Exactly. But I, I it's, I, I'm already at the point now where if they were to slip up again this season, Mitch. Not, and I'm not saying Ohio State or they play Penn State. I'm sure or Michigan State or Notre Dame. If they were to slip up against, they got a big game against Iowa coming up. Okay, I'm not even saying Iowa because I think Iowa. If they play Minnesota or somebody of that mm-hmm. stature, if they were to get upset by them, do you think they could can him in the middle of the season? No, can him in the middle of the season. They would wait. They'd wait till after. Yeah. Do you think yeah. that that'd be the final straw though? It depends if he beats Ohio State. I was going to say that yeah. also depends on that. You so you but, think if they, you know, lose a couple games but beat Ohio State, he's safe? Oh man, uh, I. I would think that if he beats Ohio State, I feel like it'd be too far. Like if the only way I would say if he would stay is if he beats Ohio State and doesn't lose another game, because I I don't see him beating Ohio State. I don't see him beating Penn State. I don't see him being Iowa. I don't see him if that team that I saw last week shows up in any of the games, except maybe Rutgers or like you know any of the other teams or like lower level Big Ten teams, but if they go against like Michigan State or still have Notre Dame on the schedule. I don't even know if Michigan State they can beat Michigan State. Michigan State has a great, a great defense mm-hmm. and then they have no offense, so that game might finish like three to six or something. Right. So I'm looking here. So he signed a seven year contract um, of a total contract payout of fifty two million one hundred thousand, which is roughly this year he's or as twenty seventeen he was making seven million a year. Yeah. Um, so he started that December 29th, 2014. That'll expire after the 2021 season. So if he is not fired, he has at least two more years in Michigan. Well, so, I don't know. That's, I don't they would bite the bullet. I, I don't. I, I just don't know how, you know, it, it, this huge hype around this coach, and he just hasn't done anything to show me that this program is going in the it, it was it's better than what it was between 20 2007 and you know 2014 obviously but still i mean but brady hoke yeah be mission beat ohio state no that was one year off. that was the loose fickle year <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was ohio state's off year yeah that was a free win they got yeah so i don't know I really don't know. Uh, Joe Klatt came up with something big. He's like, if Michigan gets that spot in 2016 and they don't drop the punt, I don't know yeah. where we'd be standing right now. Exactly. Yeah. This is big. I mean, big what if scenarios. But you know, hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. You got Rutgers this week. I am fully confident in uh, your team to win this week. And if not, Mitch, 
I will start a petition to one fire Harbaugh and also um, get a petition if you want to hop on the Ohio State bandwagon. I will start that for you if you guys lose the Rutgers this week. Yep. I don't see that happening. We'll get, <laughs> we'll get a preview of uh, Rutgers after we finish up from last week, the other games. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Let's keep going. Um, the other big game, uh, Notre Dame versus Georgia. Um, Mitch Ball, you said uh, last week it was over by the coin toss. They shouldn't even show up, but it was a close I, game. Did Mitch say it too? Did Mitch agree with me? Mitch, did you agree with me last week on that? Yeah, I, I kind of. Yeah. It's. I was shocked. Props to Notre Dame. No, 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 no. I was just, I wanted to make sure because I, <laughs> I thought you did too. I'm not blaming you at all here. I was shocked. Yeah. Only lost I, by six. I can't tell if, I mean, it's not like Georgia played poorly. No, from 20 of 26. I mean, yeah. 187 yards, touchdown. And what? Swift had 98, 98 yards on the ground. Yeah. They rushed for over 100 yards easily. Yep. I mean,. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if Notre Dame is. I, I think we're going to find out tomorrow. They play Virginia. I know we're going to talk about that, yep. but I don't know who Georgia plays this week. But I mean, maybe Georgia isn't, isn't good. who we thought they were. Yeah. And maybe Notre Dame said, "Oh wow, we should probably try to play these tough games now mm-hmm. and see if we're good." I, from what I saw, the first two week, three weeks of the season, they were they had a bye week, I believe, because they were only two and zero. Yeah. I they did they did not look impressive whatsoever. Mm-mm. But they only Going dropped on the road. They only dropped to ten. They lost to by six points. They had to, a chance. By, uh, the rankings came out this week for favorites in the college football playoff. I believe Georgia's fourth. Yeah, Ohio State was third. I believe. And they're up there. But I mean, they lost by six on the road to a team that had, I think, it was a forty-two percent chance of winning it all mm-hmm. or making the football playoff. Maybe. Yeah. I mean that. Good for them. I I'm not a Notre Dame fan. I no. I dislike Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, but join a conference. I, I believe they need to join a conference. I'm, I can't believe they haven't yet, but mm-hmm. um, they proved me wrong. Tomorrow will be a big test for them. I, I'm curious to see what Mitch has to say. I, I'm just, I was almost in disbelief a little bit. Yeah, Mitch, uh, go ahead with your thoughts. I was really impressed with Notre Dame. I really was absolutely shocked in how well they went on the road against a top five team in the South at Georgia with the largest crowd that Georgia's ever had in that stadium. Mm-hmm. I was super the way Notre Dame played. Georgia made that mistake. Well, the first quarter was nothing, nothing. This game was, you know, yeah. interesting the whole way through. Um, Georgia muffs that punt in Notre Dame seven uh, on fourth and goal. I think it was the one. Um, uh, one of the tight ends stole uh, one of the touchdowns in the back of the end zone. Yep. Uh, and Georgia came back. They answered a lot or very quickly to make it 7-7 before the end of the half. I thought Georgia really settled down because after that first quarter, it was nothing-nothing. Then the muff punt, they came back strong. And Notre Dame, they got a few catches, and I think they added a field goal at the half. Yeah, they were winning um, going into the third quarter. Notre Dame, yeah. And then Notre Dame had an interception thrown. Um, Georgia had it at the 22. Notre Dame's defense showed up like three major times yes. that Georgia mm-hmm. could have put that game away. It, because yep. they, Georgia got on the Notre Dame 22, um, stopped them, and it ends in three. And I can tell you what, Jake Fromm also, he has got one hell of an arm. On the run, yes. he, he uh, back shoulder throws are almost perfect. His fade routes are he throws to perfect it was 10 10 with 655 left in the third um 
Then Georgia added another field goal. Defense, uh, Jordan, Notre Dame's defense again stops them. Georgia, then I thought at 20 to 10, was going to take over with that touchdown. Um, then it was, uh, I think then Georgia got another pick and it added in another field goal and Notre Dame defense shows up and made it 23 to 10, which I thought it was over with 6.54 left. Notre Dame hits on a quick touchdown and mm-hmm. then, you know, they, they had a chance. I really thought they had a chance you know, at the end. Notre Dame really showed their true colors in that game against Georgia. I was really impressed in the way that Notre Dame played. Now they get to come home and they play a ranked Virginia team, so yep. we'll get into that later. But I, I was very interested and um, impressed by that Notre Dame team. So my takeaway on this game was just, like we see the playoff game last year, Notre Dame-Clemson, and Clemson absolutely smokes Notre Dame. Notre Dame gets embarrassed. And like I said on last week's show, I thought you guys both thought it was going to be Georgia by a lot. I thought they would cover the 14 points, and they did, um, of course. Um, but Georgia wins by six. And any final thoughts on this game, Mitch? I uh, Going back to what Mitch said about their defense, that was part of the reason and, and of the point about Fromm. Mm-hmm. First off, not even concerning the game. When it comes to quarterbacks that are more than likely going to come out or have to come out this year, Jake Fromm is eligible to come out for the draft. Jake Fromm, I believe, is one of the top two quarterbacks that can come out. Mm. I put him above Tua. When you look at an all-around NFL-type quarterback, mm. I think Fromm just fits it. He, I, I can't remember somebody in college I've been so impressed with that isn't talked about as much as him because he's not right. in the Heisman conversation, mm-hmm. which I think is just insane sometimes because mm-hmm. he doesn't put up 450 yards and seven touchdowns while running for 700 yards against the Citadel like Tua does every week. Mm-hmm. But let, between Fromm and Herbert from Oregon, I'm high on both those guys. Right. They're, they're great. I think they're great NFL quarterbacks, or their styles are. But going back to the defense, this Notre Dame defense in week one looked like garbage against a average, below average Louisville team. Mm-hmm. And then they played New Mexico State or New Mexico University, which – they were yeah. from New Mexico. That's all I know. Right. Um, and they allowed 14, but they won 66 to 14. But mm-hmm. their defense did show up for a team that got embarrassed, like you said, Frank, yeah. on national television last year against a team that most people think can compete with Bama and knock Bama off. I right. would, I don't like Notre Dame, but I was pulling for them when this game was going on because I'm tired of this SEC. Right. You know, oh, SEC, SEC. Well, guess what? Maybe Georgia isn't who everyone thinks they are. And right. we'll, like, we're going to find out the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so going into our games this week, we're going to stick with Notre Dame. Virginia at Notre Dame. Notre Dame's minus 12.5. But I know we got into it in our little our group chat that um, we were talking about if Notre Dame loses, are they out of the playoff picture? But let's say it on the air. Mitch Farnsworth, you were the one that said they are not out of the playoff picture yet. So please explain why. I would think it, there's certain there's certain things that have to happen, but Notre Dame, you know, it's an easy schedule. But look at it. You're, if they go run the table here and they finish eleven and one, and their only losses they were down seven at at Georgia in the largest stadium or their largest attendance at that stadium, and you know they were down, you know they were they had fifty eight seconds and they almost made forced that game to go to overtime. I was really impressed. I'm. You know, they obviously have Michigan still left on their schedule. Um, I don't think any, like USC, they won't have, I, I don't really expect, we'll talk more about USC here in a little bit when we watch talk about Washington, but I just see the way Michigan's playing, I think Notre Dame could run the table 
you know, 11 and one, if there's, you know, a, like Texas or in Oklahoma and Texas beats Oklahoma during the season and Oklahoma wins the Pac-12, there could be some indecision there. If the Big Ten West champion or West wins the Big Ten overall over the East, there's a lot of things that could happen that open the door for Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. I I agree. Um, the only way I, I see that, if, if they run the table and go 11-1, and one, I don't think they get in. Because they're not no conference championship. Well, that, but I mean, you have to look at this. I'm not saying they're going to be ranked one or two. Yeah. I will be shocked if Clemson, Alabama do not get in. I, I just, mm-hmm. I'm well, pretty much guaranteed now if you look at their schedule. Right, so. exactly. Which is why at this point I'm saying one and two is Clemson, Bama. So there's your ACC champion, there's your SEC champion. You got two spots. More than likely, a Big one 12. loss Big Ten and or a one loss Big 12 is going to get in over Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. With that, team from the Big Ten being Ohio State or Wisconsin, Wisconsin and that team from the Big 12 being Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. If it comes down to it, and we'll, for hypothetical reasons, we'll go, if it comes down to it and it's Clemson 1, Bama 2, uh, Ohio State 3, Oklahoma 4, but Ohio State and Oklahoma each have a loss and Notre Dame has a loss, they're not only going to hold that they're not in a conference against them, I think they have to hold what happened last year against them. They did? Because this team is younger than last year. Mm-hmm. They, they've lost experience. I think the committee would would have to at least put that into consideration. That's just my opinion. But no, I'm with you. I, I they I, seem to very much hold grudges, like you know, when they teams don't perform. When in Ohio the playoff, State got blown out by Clemson the next year. Yeah, there was the argument them in Alabama, and they put in Alabama. Right. At two teams, it was Michigan State and Ohio State in the playoff, and yep. both got blown out. Yeah. Yep. And then they held it against the Big Ten. So I mean, they're, yep. they'd hold it against. Notre Dame's going to have to hope that they run the table and um, a conference champion from a Power Five. I'm not even going to, like, the, the Pac 12's out. They're, they're yeah. not going to, yeah. they have. Utah is their only hope. Yeah, Utah, Utah is their hope. They got upset last week. So Notre Dame's, uh, they, they have to hope that they run the table and that a champion from uh, any of the Power Five conferences minus the Pac 12 is two lost team. That's right. what they have to hope for. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So. I agree. <clears throat> So moving on to USC and Washington, um, I have a question for you guys that doesn't relate to the game but relates to USC. Over or under two years until Urban Meyer coaches at USC? Yeah. <laughs> Give it to Mitch first. Mitch uh, Farnsworth, yeah. you first. Yeah, oh, you have to say yes. Over. Next year. Next year. <laughs> so you're going under? <laughs> under. Yep. Uh, this is hard. I don't I, – I want Ohio State to be the last place he coached. Nope. But there, it, won't, it won't happen. I, I don't think it'll happen. However, nope. Next year. Next year, huh? Uh, here, here's the here's the reason I don't think it's next year. What what is their? I, why can't I think of their coach's name? I just keep thinking of Lynn Swan because he just retired. Hey, Clayton Helton. Hel- yeah. Yes, thank you. I was gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I was about to say Todd Haley. I knew that was wrong. I know that was bad. Been there, done that. All right. So Clay Helton. I mean, they were talking about this dude before last week. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's done. He's, you know, he's dead. He's not. No way. He's gonna make it out of the season, let alone be back. Mm-hmm. Well, he he just beat the Pac-12's favorite to win the conference with a third-string quarterback. Yep. One that almost transferred to Illinois in the portal. Yeah. And then he came back and said, no, nah, I'm going to stick it out here. I think if USC finishes this year on a high note, granted, if they lose, if this is at Washington this week. If they if they were to trip up here and lose like a Notre Dame Georgia score, yeah, but he wins out the rest of the year, 
and even beat a Notre Dame or reverse it. They beat Washington, lose a game to Notre Dame like the Georgia-Notre Dame score. Mm-hmm. I think he's safe. Yep. However, Urban Meyer is a lot more healthy than he was at this time last year. Oh, yeah. He admitted he needed to leave coaching because he wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Not to mention all the side drama BS that yeah. came about because of people wanting to be famous and break news and I can't think of the reporter's name that got fired by ESPN and went and broke Brent, the news. Uh, uh, Mussenberger? No, who no, no, no. It was, uh, either way, he's irrelevant. Yeah, he was just bum. trying to be relevant again. Yep. That took a toll on him. I think with his son now at Cincinnati playing baseball, there's a better chance he takes a job on the east side and east coast rather than him going to USC. That's I'm going to say, I'm going to say over. Over two years. Over two years. All I know is he's not going to Michigan. He already came out flat out and said that. If yeah, he went to Michigan. That's happening anyway. So. Ohio, Ohio State. We'd be like, bro, what? The state of Ohio would attack that man and his family. That's you just. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to go with a gut here. I do think he's going to return to coaching. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if his daughter's still in college too. But I know his son. Yeah. Last year was his freshman year at Cincinnati. He plays baseball there. Mm-hmm. I think. Urban wants to spend time with his family. I know he loves what he's doing right now. Yeah. And I also think part of this whole, is he going to go to USC, is the fact that he's sandwiched between Reggie Bush and Matt Leiner on the <laughs> on the big football show right. on Saturday afternoons. No, right. What do you think? Come on. Uh, for me, I think over under two years, uh, I don't think it would be next year. Clay Helton has a contract extension through 2023. And USC's looked pretty good this year, even with all their bad quarterbacks, except the one game against BYU. Oh, gosh. You were freaking all over them for losing to BYU. <laughs> hey, they just pulled the biggest upset, one of the biggest upsets of the year with the beating Utah. So, hey. Third stringer. With the third stringer. But I did see uh, Urban Meyer liked a tweet saying something about going back to USC with one of these young quarterbacks. He unliked the tweet. So, that's that's out there. and like. Probably got yeah, you got <laughs> But over under two years, I'll, I'll probably go over two years. Um, I don't think it would be next year. I could see two years from now, but ooh, I think he's definitely going to coach. But a certain, I'd put probably put it to two to three years is my would be my barometer for for Urban co- coaching at USC. But the actual game itself, Washington minus ten and a half at uh, USC at Washington. What are the, our thoughts about this actual game, Mitch Farnsworth? You can start it. I like Washington big, thirty-one thirteen, blown off the ball. Uh, I don't a guy that no one really talks about. Georgia transfer Jacob Beeson has been very impressive at Washington. Yeah, he he's thrown for a thousand yards already, eighty-seven for hundred and nineteen, which he's completed seventy-three percent of his passes. Then ten touchdowns and only two picks. I'm very impressed with that. Um, BYU beat USC. And Washington just beat up on BYU 45-19 at BYU last week. Going to go Washington big 31-13. All right, so before I make my prediction, I need to know, with my pick here, is this held against us in the point standings? This or is not. not this is okay, not. this is not? No. On the record, I think USC goes in there this weekend Yep. and will lose by less than a touchdown or pull the upset. I think Helton is riding a really good high right now. Mm-hmm. There is a significant lack of film on the quarterback. I mean, one game, granted. Not even he, a full game. Not even a full game, but you can still get film out of that. Right. However, when it comes to college football, we know the more film you have, the better set your defense and offense is going to be. Mm-hmm. With 
such lack of film on their quarterback. I don't even know what. Uh, I couldn't even tell you. It, uh, I'm think, I think I'm thinking of the Jets quarterback, Ficken. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, not him. Wow. Yeah, Either way, wow. I, I, I should know him because he was he entered the portal. I know. I whatever. I think that they go into Washington and give the Huskies a game. I really do. Score wise, I'm not. What What's the actual uh, over under on that? Do you know Mitch? I don't have it in front of me. Over under. Washington favorite. We're just that was favorite. Oh, over, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure on that one. I'm trying because I. Let me pull it up here. I yeah, got here, it. Right we're pulling here. It up right now. I just if it loads that I'm I'm just gonna say I think USC goes in there gives them a game. It's gonna be mm-hmm. less than seven, but I could see them pulling the upset. I'll, and I mean them just beating Utah. Yeah, you they have to be. I mean, happy with where ex- they're at right now, and they exactly. got to be confident in themselves. To after losing your uh, starter and your backup, they, I don't know. I just I like I here it is. I like USC. The over under is sixty one and a half. Sixty one and a half. I'll, I'll go under sixty one and a half. I'm not. I don't know score prediction wise, but like I said, I will give. I know this is not the actual spread, but I'll give uh, USC plus six and a half here. Okay, for me, I I kind of think I'm on the same track with Bala here. You don't have much film on the quarterback, but I think Washington will win the game. Big, uh, will have a big home crowd advantage. If USC was home, I think I'd pick them, but I think Washington wins something along the lines of 35-24, uh, something along the so that's 11 points they would cover the spread. But any final thoughts on the games this week? Uh, shaping up to be a good week of football. What was it? Week two, it was just a complete dud. There were no good games. Yeah, it was it week three? Yeah, one of those. Another week of that. Yeah, uh, I'm okay. This is shaping up to be another decent week of football. Uh, so we can move quickly here through these games. We talked about Michigan extensively last week, but uh, Mitch Farnsworth, they play Rutgers this week at home, favored by a lot. You think they'd win? Give us your thoughts for this game. I'm telling you right now, if you would just take away the rankings, the line, the everything, you know, Michigan is talented. If you gave me these and never saw, you know, any of these, you know, players, this team's play, I would say it's going to be an even match just based on the stats. Like, yeah. Rutgers averages 21 points per game, Michigan averaged 27. Passing offense, Rutgers 233, Michigan 237 which rank in the 70s in passing offense, and Akron has a better passing offense than both of them. Yeah, they're the, they're the Mac, then, though, a little match. <laughs> yeah, Rutgers is at 120 rushing, and Michigan's at 127 rushing, which is 97th for Michigan and 103rd in the country, and Michigan is behind Old Dominion in rushing offense. Oh, wow. It's going to be tough. Michigan gets in the red zone. They're 7 for 13 when they get in the red zone with touchdowns. They're 9 for 13 with the two field goals they've got. Um, first, last week they played Boston College, lost 30 to 16. Um, Michigan's got to f- figure out that offense. They've got to figure out how not to lose the football. And like I said earlier, they're ranked tied for second in most fumbles with seven lost. Uh, but in because they've only played three games, they're first in average per game with you know, seven, so they average almost 2.2 or 2.3 per game. So got to clean that up. Um, got to clean a lot up. It's it's a lot. It's, you know, the defense looked to, like out of their league last week. Hopefully they can bounce back. But low scoring, I think Michigan 24-10, and they don't cover. Yeah, I was just about to say Michigan is 0-3 against the spread. Uh, obviously didn't cover last week, nor Army, nor Middle Tennessee. And I 
to almost four touchdowns. I don't think they'll cover. The, I think they will win. I'll go something along the lines of 28-17, something along that. What is your thoughts for this, Mitch Bala? I'm going to keep it short and simple. Michigan covers by a lot. Wow. I th- Let's be honest. I know what Mitch said is very accurate. If you take the teams away and you don't look at the names. But guess what? We can look at the names. We know who they are. Rutgers is exactly who everyone thinks they are. <laughs> they are a disgrace to the Big Ten. I'm not even – like Michigan's so disappointed this year, but they're not a disgrace. There are times I wish Rutgers wasn't even in the Big Ten, <laughs> let alone D1. Okay? Michigan's 27.5 points at home in the big house. Tickets are cheap, so you're gonna get. I'm assuming you're gonna get a lot of first-time fans. Yep. And they're coming off a horrendous loss that makes them look awful. They have to come out and be ready to prove something. I think they will. Um, I think this will be a statement. I they, not. I mean, of it's not Rutgers. a statement because you because you beat Rutgers. But if it makes sense, I think they're gonna come out. They're gonna cover easily. I expect them to blow out Rutgers. I'm gonna go. I, I wouldn't be shocked if it's like a forty-five to ten game. Oof. Oof. <laughs> He thinks we're going to score over 40. Yeah. They're playing wow. Rutgers. Hey, Michigan's offense has been terrible. I though. understand that. But there's got to be – there's one time this year it's going to have to click. Something's going to have to happen for them. If not, I mean, they're going to be – what are they ranked right now? 20, 20th? 20th. If they not, they shouldn't even be ranked. <laughs> they're not. They're going to be unranked within the next two weeks, and they're, they're not going to be ranked again this season. Yeah. So they have to do something now. So, speaking of high scores, we can move on to Ohio State, Nebraska, one of the Ohio State's biggest tests. But last week, we have to bring up last week, 76-5 to against my uh, University of Miami of Ohio. Mitch Baller, you called for a 60 bomb. They actually gave you 76. Well, I, I do remember last week, I told you guys, the difference between Urban Meyer and Ryan Day was Urban exactly. Meyer likes to get conservative and Ryan Day likes to run up that score. Yep. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. And uh, this game started off shaky. I watched. Five nothing. I, I watched. I'm. I'm thinking. Oh my god. Are, yep. Like, we we're really down five nothing to Miami of Ohio. Yep. But as soon as that defensive player from Miami of Ohio put up the OH, it was it was over. It was, it was over. Ohio State's and I. We should probably play football now. You think that you would learn from when Jabril Peppers did it? Yeah. yeah. But I guess sometimes you know. You know yeah. Hey, history has a habit of repeating itself. It does. Um. You asked last week over under five for fields. Yeah, I said six. Six, and uh, I got believe one quarter. I believe we all said under. I said six you, exactly, you, and he got it in the second quarter. Um, they just dominated. Him. As of now, I don't see a weakness. Granted, they have not played anybody that's that tough. Yeah. This is going to be their toughest game of the of the year so far. Um, but through four games against very weak opponents, they look far and away. Oh yeah, the best team in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they get Wisconsin at home later this year is be just huge. That could be a top five matchup. It could be by the time we're by the time we get there. Um, I I expect them to seventeen point favorites. Do you think they cover? That's tough. It really is. Um, I think that Scott Frost is going to have the Huskers ready. However, I mean Adrian Martinez isn't a bad quarterback. No, I think not he's at all. not talked about enough sometimes. Over a thousand yards already. Yeah, seven touchdowns, only two picks. Um, I seventeen points. I think is right there. I'll I'll push. I th- I think it'll be seventeen points. I don't. I want to say Ohio State is going to go on there and uh, not not wipe the floor. I'm not saying they're going to go in there and win by thirty again, but I I think it'll win by two touchdowns or maybe three touchdowns. Okay. But this is going to be the hardest game they've had all year. Oh, for, uh, yeah, on the road. 
Uh, Mr. Farnsworth, your thoughts on this Ohio State matchup? For against Nebraska, or do you want me to talk about Miami, Ohio? Either one, both. It don't matter. Both. Yeah. Go ahead and recap last week. What you I've been really to talk about Miami, Ohio. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we can just look at the scoreboard and you know just move past it. Um, I agreed with mostly what all he said, uh, except one thing. I don't think they're, I don't think they're the best team in the Big Ten. I think they're one of the best teams in the country. Oh, wow. wow. Shout out Mitch Farmer one time. Don't see any weakness in that team because Fields can throw the ball. He can run the ball. He runs the RPO perfectly. He's got J.K. Dobbins that's now a larger role in that offense because of how well he can run the ball, and that makes the RPO work. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I, I can agree that they really haven't played anybody, but you know, it's still if you're beating up teams like this by that score, it means something. So. Um, I, I think they're definitely one of the best teams in the country. Um, the defense has stepped up. Uh, they went from 62nd in the country last year in yards per game to number two. Bang. You know, you know that's 20 sacks. They have 20 sacks this year already, and that it's, mo- it's tied for most in the FBS. Um, and Nebraska's left tackle is going to be out this game. I, so oh, well. the blind spot for Chase Young. <laughs> I, I did not know that. I, yeah, Chase Young. My, He's going to field yeah. day. Yeah. going to be out, and he's, I just don't think Nebraska has anything. If they have a chance, Adrian Martinez is going to have to be that t- player that, you know, he's got to be like a Justin Fields that can be able mm-hmm. to get out of the pocket and run like he did because he was – I think it was against Illinois last week. He was the first Big Ten player with 300 passing yards and 100-plus rushing yards in a game since 2011. So, And they got to clean up turnovers because nebraska has 11 turnovers in the first four games that they've played which is the most in the fbs so um i know the atmosphere is always good in nebraska they had four turnovers last week against illinois that was a dog fight against illinois at illinois so i'm not really expecting a lot from nebraska um ohio state's better on every side of the ball Ohio State has the third scoring offense. Obviously, that's slant, you know, because the 76 they scored and their second scoring defense. Yep. I, I, they've lost nine fumbles in the last four games. I think Ohio State wins big, 48 to 17. I will say we all loved, or at least uh, Mitch Ball and I loved, watching Dwayne Haskins throw the ball so much, lighten up teams. But the but he couldn't run. He couldn't really run the run pass option and and actually scramble with it. But now you get let Fields do that, and that gives another element for the defense Mm -hmm. to think about. And that just opens up J.K. Dobbins even more. Well, not only that, but when uh, Fields gets out of the pocket and scrambles, our our wide receivers are so elite between Mm -hmm. Olave and Ben Victor Victor and K.J. Hill. And there's guys, I'm not even uh, Wilson, that that caught a touchdown last week. Mm -hmm. When Fields gets outside the pocket and can extend a play, it makes it that much harder on these DBs to so try to right. and, and the safety to figure out okay where am I going do I go attack Justin Fields or do I stay back here mm-hmm. and from what I've seen so far look Field Fields out of high school was one of the top recruits in the country mm-hmm. he went to Georgia for a reason he just Jake by, by luck yeah. of the draw he got, had to get stuck behind Jake Fromm by only a year yeah um so this the kid has answered all the questions there were about him transferring to play at another D1 under a brand new head coach. He's looked lethal. Yeah. I believe they said Dobbins, his freshman year, granted he was split in time with Mike Weber, but he was averaging almost seven yards a carry. Yeah, and last, and last year, year was he like, was under four. Yep. And he, they, he's back to almost seven yards a carry now. Yep. So that just shows you how effective Fields is right now with this run pass 
option. Like Mitch said, it's right. it is very lethal, and hopefully they continue that because when they're firing all cylinders, that offense looks amazing. Amazing. So for me, I'll go. I'll go 49-17 Ohio State. I think they blow them out pretty comfortably. I'm excited for the game. It's primetime, 7.30. The crowd's going to be there. Um, but finally, I'll be able to watch an Ohio State game because it's at nighttime. I just, I, that's why I don't think it's going to be a blowout. The past couple of years, they go on these roads. Road games were game days there. Iowa, sure enough, Iowa, Iowa, Purdue. Yep. It's just like, oh man, I can't, I can't get that excited yet. That's why I'm not saying a blowout. <laughs> well, I did forget college game day will be there. Yeah, it's game day and yep. it's night game on the road. Three years in a row. Hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully not. But we'll close out the show here with uh, locks of the week. Uh, Mitch Bow and I had pretty good weeks last week. We both went two and zero. Mitch Farnsworth, um, I'm Best sorry. <laughs> So currently that, going, in, that, nice, nice. <laughs> currently going into this week, uh, I am in first place, five and one with five and a half points. Mitch Ball is four and two with four and a half points, and Mitch Farnsworth is three and three with four points. Mitch uh, Balla, what are your picks for this week? So uh, let's. I say we all go around with our locks, and we come back around with our upset. Is that sure. fair? Yes. Okay. Sure. So uh, my lock of the week is, and this this was a tough one. This was really tough for me. Um, I'm going to take Penn State, six-and-a-half-point favorites tonight yep. at the Terps. At Maryland. You've picked them twice. you picked the Terps twice. They went one-and-one one for they you. They went one-and-one. One. So, so help me God, if they, <laughs> if they hurt me this week, I'm going to have an issue with the Terps. I just – I think they may have come down to reality. Yeah. Um, Penn State struggled a little bit, but I still think Penn State is one of the better teams in yeah. the Big Ten. They're, I think they're way ahead of Maryland. Right. Um, that's why they're – they're my six and a half. That, that's a touchdown. I right. think they're going to beat Maryland by more than a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Mitch, you want to give yours? Uh, we're doing locks first, right? Yep. Yep. So, I like Western at 17 versus Central Michigan. Um, I just I don't really have any, you know, might as well just look at last week. Uh, Central Michigan did play well against Miami, Florida last week. You know, still, Western Michigan, I like a lot more at that number. Uh, there's really no facts behind that. I just kind of like the number, and I'm just trying to get a W. But earlier in the week, uh, you did say Ohio State was going to be your lock. Why did you pivot off that? Well, because that'd be too easy. <laughs> oh, oh okay. okay. I like that answer. That's a good answer. Uh, for me, I will take Auburn minus 10 on the road against Mississippi State. Bo Nix has just been amazing so far, and I think uh, the trend will continue, and they will blow out Mississippi State. Um, upset of the week, I'm taking Kentucky plus three on the road against South Carolina. Just uh, just like we guys said, uh, no real numbers behind it. I just kind of like the three. Um, so, Mitch Farnsworth, uh, what is your lock? Or, I'm, I'm sorry, your, your upset of the week. My upset, Boston College at home against Wake Forest. Uh, Wake Forest hasn't really been challenged. Um, you know, they played North Carolina, Delaware, uh, Duke. Really nothing. Or I'm sorry, not Duke. Um, hold on. I'm trying to look up there. They uh, played Rice. Not, you know, really impressive. Utah State. They had a battle with Utah State. Um, you know, nothing that really impressed me. I really like Boston College. They played Rutgers last week. Was right last week. Yep, that was last week. Yep. Um, you want to uh, give the lo- lost again that road game that I you know that's that's a tough loss. Um, 
Wake Forest at four and zero. I think they go four and one here. I just like the six and a half, you know, spread for Boston College at home. And then Mitch Wallen, finally, to end it on you. You originally had UConn oh, yeah. at can UCF. You, can, you, can you read what I have there? Yeah, you had, originally had UConn plus forty-two at UCF, but did you just change it? Wow, that's weird. I wonder if my text didn't go through to you because I'm, I'm give it to me. No, not that one. You know, you know who I want you to give me right now. Oh, the the herd, oh, baby. Give me the herd. The herd. Give me the herd. <laughs> I'm oh, taking the thundering herd, four and a half points at home, versus the Cincinnati Bearcats. Wow. Give me the herd. You're gonna fear the th- fear the herd, man. You picked them earlier against Boise State, and they came through. They did. They lost fourteen to seven. They covered the spread. And uh, I my original my original I just this is a heat of the moment pick. Yeah, I know you saw you, you were changing it. My original pick this week was uh, UConn by U- a lot. UConn. It's a 42-point underdog at UCF this week. Um, that's a lot of points. I don't think UCF – no, I don't – it's not – I don't think. I know UCF is not as good as they have been in years past. They just got upset by Pitt. Yep. Um, granted, UConn does not have a strong program. That That's an easy one. But, yep. you know, if Mitch is hopping off the Ohio State bandwagon from taking easy picks, I'm hopping off the easy pick train, and I'm taking the Marshall – Thundering herd at home tomorrow at 5 p.m. against the Cincinnati Bearcats. Book it. I love it. So that'll wrap up episode four of the Much More Football podcast. I'm your host, Frankie Lippold, alongside Mitch Farnsworth and Mitch Bala. Thank you guys for tuning in.